idolatry, you have to remember the idol doesn't want to give you up. The idol doesn't want to be given up. The idol wants to maintain that position in your heart and my heart. We save money to purchase the idol. We work to maintain the idol. We become angry when we can't keep the idol. And we die following the idol. And I actually came across an incredible poem I wanted to read with you. I've edited it down a little bit that I think is going to help a lot of people. Um, It's very powerful. It's actually a poem on addiction, which addiction is idolatry. Did you know that? Anything that takes your heart, captivates your heart, sexual addiction, uh, drug, whatever it is, it's idolatry because that's leading you now. God's not. It's leading you. It's idolatry. And I don't know who wrote it, many different things. Uh, I went on, even on Snoops, is that what it's called? You know, looked in and it's like, well, there's three different, we don't know where it came from. So anyway, author unknown, very, very, uh, very good poem. Let me read it and put in context this area of addiction or idolatry. And if you need to get to some, this to somebody, we gave you copies. It'll be in our sermon, obviously. So let me read that. I destroy homes, tear families apart, take your children, and that's just a start. I'm more costly than diamonds, more costly than gold. The sorrow I bring is a sight to behold. Just try me once and I might let you go, but try me twice and I'll have your soul. When I possess you, you'll steal and you'll lie. You'll do what you have to do just to get high. You'll forget your morals and how you were raised. I'll be your conscience. I'll teach you my ways. I take kids from parents and parents from kids. Just remember, we had two friends in the church who lost their kids to heroin over the last few years. I take kids from parents and parents from kids. I turn people from God and separate from friends. I'll take everything from you, your looks and your pride. I'll be with you always right by your side. I'll take and take till you have nothing more to give. When I'm finished with you, you'll be lucky to live. If you try me, be warned, this is no game. If given the chance, I'll drive you insane. I'll ravish your body, I'll control your mind, I'll own you completely, your soul will be mine. The nightmares I'll give you while lying in bed, the voices you'll hear from inside your head, the sweats, the shakes, the visions you'll see, I want you to know these are all gifts from me. But then it's too late, and you'll know in your heart that you are mine, and we shall not part. You'll regret that you tried me, they always do, but you came to me, not I to you. You knew this would happen many times you were told, but you challenged my power and you chose to be bold. You could have said no and just walked away. If you could live that day over now, what would you say? I'll be your master. You'll be my slave. I'll even go with you when you go to your grave. Now that you have met me, what will you do? Will you try me or not? It's all up to you. I can bring you more misery than words can tell. Come take my hand. Let me lead you to hell. That's idolatry. That's addiction. That's powerful. That's truth. That's how it works. That's, it, it, it pulls and it pulls. That's why he said, little children, keep yourself from idols. Keep yourself from idols. Now, of course, I wouldn't leave you on that point because I want people to know that Jesus Christ sets them free. Christ and Christ alone sets them free. Now, here's where it gets difficult. Many people say, Christ took this away from me. I'm free. But many people have to fight for the rest of their life. Do you know that? Jesus doesn't take some things away. There are people in this room, you're one drink away from wrecking your life. You're one hit away from restarting a habit. You're one pill away 
from restarting what you know God wants to keep. So there's a fight there. There's a struggle. So Jesus, Jesus, why am I still struggling? You're supposed to, you're right. But the freedom's in him and resting in him and carrying his burden and spending time with him and looking to him and having him be your priority because when Jesus is the priority, the idolatry and the idol has to get in the back seat or they have to leave completely. Whoever's your priority, you will follow. That's why Paul in Romans says, whatever you choose to obey becomes your master. Who is our master? So the young man said, what good thing shall I do that I may, it may have eternal life? What do I still lack? Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.10 adds, there is none that are righteous, no, not one. There's none that understands. There's none who seeks after God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Oh, no, Shane, this is so discouraging. Well, let's keep reading. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's very encouraging. That's how you smash an idol. You put Christ back on the throne. See, there's too many people that love to sit on the throne while Christ is still up on the cross. Actually, he needs to come back up on the throne. We need to get on the cross and carry our cross and put him on it. I mean, put us on it, carry our cross, follow him, Allow him to be on the throne. Through that relationship, that's how you destroy the idol. That's how you defeat the idol. Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hey, I've got to come back to this almost at every sermon. Charles Spurgeon said about 150 years ago that every, just, just in the same way that every village or every town Every little town throughout England, they all lead to London. Every scripture should take you back to Christ and the centrality of Christ. We're here because of Christ. We worship Christ. We don't worship doctrine. We don't worship theology. We look to doctrine and theology to point us back to Christ.